Hey, howdy, hey, and welcome back again. This episode of Avila Theory, we're talking about real estate, this time more about remodeling and a specific remodel project that we've been working on. I'm CJ, and I'm here with my wife, Nicole, and we are sitting on the floor. We are. (laughs) We're in the middle of our own project. Yep. We have uh, a big project that started years ago when we turned one of our bedrooms into like a storefront. And uh, in the in the process, we tore down a wall. Yes. Well, part of it. We tore down part of a wall. A third of it. A third of the we wall. We made a doorway. Yeah, we made a doorway. It was like an archway. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> the way that it was built originally, mm-hmm. or like the doorway was built, the, the way that we built the doorway, was with bullnose corners. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the way we finished it. So we basically just like cut a hole in the, uh, in the sheetrock, mm-hmm. removed all the studs. We cut um, pieces of the baseboard off, and then we had a wall that we could walk through. Yeah. <laughs> or we had a doorway door. that we could walk through, yeah. Uh-huh. And then we finished it. The way that we finished it is on the on the inside edges of the doorway, we put sheetrock. Mm-hmm. And then we put bull nose corners, which are like these metal strips that you nail into the corner to make it a rounded corner, because that's what we have in the rest of the house. Right. Is these rounded You're generously saying we, but I don't remember helping with that project. You didn't help with that part? At all. I might have helped put a hole in the wall, (laughs) but I think you did the rest yourself. Yeah. I think we might have a picture of that or like a video or something. A video of of the process of you taking it down. Yeah. I think the most fun part of this entire process was hammering the first hole. Yes, the first hole. On like a perfectly pristine virgin at wall that you point, just take the house a hammer was probably smash it down. <laughs> maybe two years old yeah. or something yeah so i remember being very nervous about it mm-hmm. but it worked out really well and it was nice for a while to have that open it was great even when this wasn't being used mm-hmm. for the storefront um this was then the den and so that doorway kind of goes off into our living room so it just kind of made it feel even more open we were getting more light in there um, but our life continues to change yep. and now that CJ is working from home and I'm at home with the kids often, mm-hmm. we needed to have two bedrooms, a bedroom for his office and a bedroom for the kids. Yes. So we decided to close it up and we decided to do that on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We were feeling pretty confident for some reason. We were, yeah. <laughs> I take a lot of, um, as part of my work, I have to take a lot of conference calls and meetings and stuff where mm-hmm. I am uh, basically on the phone. And so right. when there was an open doorway that led directly to the living room and the kids were just home from school or whatever, mm-hmm. it was really difficult to focus and for the kids not to feel super guilty and for Nicole not to be yelling at them to be yeah. quiet while I was on the phone calls I mean, and stuff. these meetings so. would sometimes be at five o'clock at night when we're trying to get dinner on the mm-hmm. table and maybe we have music on or the TV on and it just kind of felt like we couldn't both be doing what we needed to be doing. Yep. Um, so we decided to close it up and this has been a couple of weeks just because we're only really working on it on the weekends when nothing is going on. Yes. Um, so you started it a couple of, I mean, it was in October, so it was a couple of weekends mm-hmm. ago. Yep. Um, what was the first step of, I wasn't here for that. Yeah. So I just took, um, I took the Sawzall or the reciprocating saw mm-hmm. and I cut into the sheetrock that was around the edges mm-hmm. and then, um, Why? 
so that I could peel back the bullnose because I wanted oh. to rip out the sheetrock that was added to the like inside edges of the doorway. Mm-hmm. And then once I was down, back down to the studs, then I um, took two by fours and built a new frame. Mm. Built a new frame for the wall. I did wall. see that part. Yeah. yeah, that was really nice. <clears throat> yeah, and so that that's kind of a fun um, part of framing in and like filling in a wall is you build like a mini wall that uh-huh. should fit perfectly. Right. And then you kind of like wedge in the top part of it and then mm-hmm. you hammer on the bottom. So it's just like a perfectly tight, snug cool. yeah, seal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we wanted to try to make it as soundproof as possible. Mm-hmm. So was the next step the foam? Well, I put up one side of sheetrock and I almost put up the other. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and right. then Nicole was like, wait, wait, wait. What are we going to do, that foam thing? Yeah. And so, yeah, so we put... Um, it's like styrofoam. It's, yeah, so... Not spray foam. Right. One side is sheetrock. The other side, or like in the middle, we put... Um, there's a specific name for it. It's escaping me right now, but it's like, you can buy them in humongous sheets Mm -hmm. from Home Depot Mm -hmm. and it is like two inches thick Mm -hmm. styrofoam. Mm -hmm. One side has like a reflective, like tinfoil thing with logos on it. And Mm -hmm. you can just like take a saw and cut it into the sizes that you want. And then you'll have like little tiny (laughs) pieces of styrofoam all over your garage. Um, so we cut it, cut it up to cut it up to fit into like the little gaps in the framed, the newly framed wall. Mm-hmm. Put the other side of sheetrock on. Yeah. Ooh, can I give a tip on that? that Styrofoam stuff? Uh-huh. Yeah. The first time I was introduced to it was actually over this summer mm-hmm. when our piano teacher bought some for us mm-hmm. and cut it up into strips. Um, strips like the size of a piano bench. Mm-hmm. And she gave us like six of these. Mm-hmm. And she wanted us to stack them under their feet. Mm-hmm. So like for Logan, he needs four of these under his feet to keep his feet flat. Because they're not using the pedals at this point. And then one on the bench um, for him to sit on so he's at the appropriate height. Um, and I had to use duct tape all around the sides because it will just continue to... Just disintegrates. Mm-hmm. And so you have little white flakes everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I didn't even know what this stuff was. She just picked it up and like gave it to us. And then when you bought it, I was like, oh, okay, this oh, is what it's supposed stuff. to be used yeah. for. But, you know, if you need something to put under your kid's feet for the mm-hmm. piano, there you go. We used something similar at the cabin for insulating the water heater shed. Oh. Um, but dad, dad got that stuff. So. Okay. Uh, we actually have a giant sheet of that in the shed at the cabin. <laughs> still. Yeah. But, um, okay. So then we had the drywall on. Yep. And then, um, the next step is. So at that point, like it's functional. Like yeah, now we works. have a bedroom and yeah. we could have just swapped them, but. Yes. We didn't. We didn't. We yeah. wanted to make it a little more finished. Yes. So we're, we're, the next step that we took was filling in the gaps around the sheetrock that was just added <clears throat> mm-hmm. by taking putty. Uh, you can buy like a uh, mix and like mix your own. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But that I seems don't, messy. I don't like doing it that way. Yeah. So I just buy like the tubs of pre-made. probably cheaper though. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I, I just buy the tubs of the pre-made stuff and then um, this time around we added a little water, but that time yeah. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had some pretty big gaps because it was just like tearing down the bullnose was really like the edges of the drywall were super jagged. So it was not a tight or it wasn't a clean fit at all. Mm-hmm. And when you add the bullnose in order to like get the corner nice and round and seem f- like flush with the wall, you have to add a lot of mud uh, or like a lot of putty. And so in the original 
when I when we first made it into like an archway, mm-hmm. the corners I had to add a lot of putty to the wall to make the wall co- like come out nice and proud to the edges of that circ- like semicircle. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there was a ton of mm-hmm. leftover mud on the walls yeah. from from before. And so instead of like going through and sanding all that down, mm-hmm. um, we sanded some of it down, but this time we just added like tons and tons, tons and tons of putty yeah. to, to smooth it out. We did a lot of layers. Yeah. So this was, I think on the outside we did four, four coats and yeah. the inside was three. Yeah. I, I know that, um, we want to not spend as an overabundance of money. Like we want to try to keep this as cheap as possible. That's why we're trying to do it on our own. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say that it was so helpful to have the correct tools. Yes. We yeah. did buy the like sand paper holder and bought sandpaper that was made for, um, taking off the putty. Yeah. Yeah. So we got the, the drywall sander, the hand sander, Yeah. which is, um, it's like a, I don't know. It has a nice hand grip on it. Mm-hmm. We just got the cheapest one from Home yeah, Depot. It was like it's seven dollars, six dollars, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then we got the three M drywall sanding screens, which mm-hmm. is like the one hundred twenty mil sanding screen. One twenty. Yes. I don't actually know what that gauge is for, but it's yeah. the one twenty sanding sandpaper screen thing. Yeah. Sanding screens uh, from three M. Those were those worked out pretty nicely. We ended up going through two, and we did two whole doorways. Mm-hmm. But um, well, one doorway each side. Yeah. We like, and it's worth mentioning that earlier I was working with a Dremel tool that had the 180 grit sandpaper on it. Sure. And it wasn't it wasn't taking off enough. Oh, okay. It wasn't as uh, aggressive enough. Okay. So it was just like too fine, and oh. so it wasn't going deep. Yeah, this was great. I didn't yeah. get to see you use that that tool, but this tool worked out really well. Yeah, it did. So worth the money. Yeah, worth the money. I mean, it's like five bucks. Yeah, so worth the five bucks. But yeah, having the right tool for the job is great. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing we had the right tool for the job, dad let me borrow the miter saw. Mm-hmm. So we were able to cut the, the baseboards mm-hmm. with those nice, beautiful 45s. So we, yeah, we, I was so surprised that we found a match for our baseboards at Home Depot. Yeah, so you can take your, like if you had, we had like a leftover piece of baseboard from what I ripped out. Mm-hmm. And we just took that to Home Depot and like lined it up with all the different baseboards and found one. And yeah. That was also pretty affordable. It's like a dollar eighty a square or a, a foot or something. Yeah. A linear foot. Mm-hmm. It's uh, priced by linear foot. And we got the largest piece they had, which was like sixteen feet. I know. Nicole was pretty annoyed with me because I wouldn't ask for help and have it cut in the well, store. I mean, it's free. <laughs> like they will cut pieces to size for you, like, and we knew no, how long we needed, Open and I knew it window. wouldn't fit the truck. It totally fit. I didn't think that Home Depot is like a a par three from our house. We could hit it with a rock. I know, but just it's so much easier to put it in the cart when it's five feet oh my shorter. Gosh, the cart was like, yeah, humongous. It's it's so mm-hmm. comical when you get these massive, massive things of lumber. Yeah. In Home Depot, and then you're like trying to steer through the aisles, knocking things off the shelves, oh, yeah. and like super comical poking people. Speaking and- of the cart, the cart was one of I don't know if you go to Home Depot as much as we do. We go there all the time, and. Um, so we had one of those race car carts yeah. <laughs> for the kids. And I remember when we lived in the Bay, the kids, both of them, they were 16 months apart. So I probably had like a five-month-old and a 21-month-old. Mm-hmm. And they would get up so early in the morning and they'd be ready for the day. And I found that if I didn't take them out of the house, they would just go crazy. Like mm-hmm. They would be all over each other and they'd drive me nuts. And so I would get them out of the house as early as I could. And so the only stores that were open at 8 a.m., Home Depot and Lowe's. 
And they both have, like, I had to go to a place where they had somewhere for two babies to, to sit. sit. Yeah. And not a lot of places have that. But Home Depot and Lowe's both have race car <laughs> carts. <laughs> so I have pictures of them. Like, Logan was barely able to sit up. I had him strapped yeah, in there. In, yeah. And we wouldn't buy anything. We would just walk around up mm-hmm. and down the aisles, and they loved it. So anyway, Grayson asked this time if he could sit in one of those carts, and we had to like wedge him in yeah. there. Take he's, your shoes off. Yeah, he's six, almost seven. He'll be seven in January, and mm-hmm. so month and a half. And yeah, he had to take his shoes off, and so we're pretty sure this was the last time that he got yeah. to sit in that cart. So I had to take a picture. So maybe we should post the. The first and the last of the... Oh, you have... Oh, my gosh. I do. That's, I have, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, but anyway, we, we we used the saw. Yep. We used the saw. So that was another, like... So this time we worked on the project together. We did, yeah. That was kind of a goal of ours, is to try to do some sort of project together. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Doing more projects together. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we got the right tools for the job this time. We got all uh-huh. the materials. Yep. We, uh, we made it home. We were able to cut it. Uh, we used the miter saw, mm-hmm. cut those angles on the, the baseboards, and they're like perfect fits. Um, and then uh, we, we, I guess we, we took the drywall sander and sanded down all the edges to try to make it as smooth as possible so you can't really see where the seam is. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's hard to tell right now where it's yeah, at. Yeah, it is. But, but um, then next up was texture, yep. which was also tricky because... It's a hole in a wall, so it, you kind of you want to match the texture of the wall that's already connected to it. It's not as if we're doing an entire wall and yeah. oh, it doesn't matter that this texture is slightly off. Um, and it's I mean the two textures that they like sell at Home Depot. I'm mm-hmm. sure there are hundreds of different textures you could um, pick from a professional, but it, the two are orange peel and knockdown. Yep. And we continue to go back and forth whether or not we have orange peel or knockdown. Yeah. I, we are not experts at texture or tape or any of that. And so when we look at the wall, when, we, when you look at your own wall and you see what texture's on there, knowing if that is orange peel or knowing if that is knockdown, I don't know. I feel like you got to be a pro mm-hmm. to know that. Like even the picture on the bottle doesn't give you enough, like, I don't know. And they're also pretty close. Like they're, I don't know. They seem, Yeah. So we went with orange peel. And I'm still not convinced that, that that's the what same. we have. Yeah, we might have knocked down. But it's working so far. Um, so we're at that step now where we... At the Man, that bottle, too, was also very um, not intuitive to use. There's, like, different settings. Do you want it to be... Um, heavy or fine. Heavy or light. And do you want the pressure to shoot out light or mm-hmm. harder? And you must stand 18 to 24 inches away. Yeah. And sometimes when you're that far away, the texture doesn't even hit the wall. And <laughs> so it's a, it it's a an, learning curve. Yeah. It's an aerosolized. Is that how you say aerosolized? Sure. Okay. It's an aerosol can mm-hmm. that has like liquidified texture mud stuff mm-hmm. that you shoot out of a can. It's kind of like a spray paint. But it, instead of shooting out paint in like a smooth, continuous stream, it shoots out like little boogers that, yeah. <laughs> that hang out to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine it has like one of those CO2 cans inside of it. So like they're meeting each other in there and that's what's shooting it out. I don't know. Hard to say what's in there. Hard to say. It just reminds <laughs> me of when I worked at the coffee shop and we had our own homemade whipped cream. Mm-hmm. And so the way to make the liquid into the foamy cream is you had to add in that co2 cartridge shake it up and then shoot it 
just reminds me of that. So I imagine there's something in there. Yeah. Anyway, so we did that. And I have to say, I thought it was great that we were working on it together because we are so different in the way that we approach (laughs) things that the blend together, I think, will make a really nice end result. But will you tell the funny story? It's not. (laughs) She's making fun of me because the last time I did texture, on the can, there's instructions that I never read. And that's every can. I don't read instructions on cans. I just open cans and start doing things with the stuff that's in the can. Yeah. This can has a little plastic part that they expect you to snap off of the can. And I didn't do that last time. Well, from the beginning, he was like, this is the part that I'm most worried about. Last time I did texture, it did not look right. It was hard to get it to match at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always read instructions. I will not do anything (laughs) until I've read instructions, maybe watched a YouTube video. And you follow the instructions to a T. Mm -hmm. She made me measure with a measuring tape. What is 18 to 24 inches away from the wall? Yes. I just, I want it to be nice. If we're going to yeah. put the time into it, I want it to look good. Um, but I thought it was hilarious that you were like, no wonder yeah. this didn't work. I never removed this piece that says. <laughs> this says rip this piece off. Yeah. It says, it says remove pull tab or something. Mm-hmm. I never removed that last time. So instead of spraying like straight out of the can, I just sprayed out of the top. Yeah. <laughs> Or something. Explains a lot. Yeah. So oh, I've told man. CJ that he can't do projects without me anymore. The texture last time did not look good, but it was only the edges around the inside of this thing. So it was like, eh, whatever, no big deal. But now that we have this like huge, I don't know, oh, four by space. nine foot. Yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll matter more. Yeah. And I'm glad that you were there to help me with that. So the next step is to paint it. Yes. And we wanted to talk a little bit about paint. Um, we... We're lucky enough that when we purchased this house, one of the perks was that we could pick the paint color. Of course, the the options were like four different shades of beige. Yeah. <laughs> but I picked one of them. And so they painted the entire house um, a beige color. Mm-hmm. And um, they also used a company, Sherwin-Williams, that happens to have a store right next to our house. So it's been very convenient for us whenever there are a lot of holes in the walls and we need to touch up or a child... Decides to color every oh single gosh. wall. This this kid did. He was like tallying up his toys with tally marks on every wall in our house or something. I, I think he just liked the color green, and he realized, oh. oh, look at how pretty it looks on the wall. And so you could you could see the trail he walked through the house, the entire house. and he just like walked and slash walk slash yeah. walk slash walk. There were like four to six inch strike marks of mm-hmm. green crayon mm-hmm. down the hallway mm-hmm. around the corner mm-hmm. up the <laughs> right so anyway we're familiar with the process of getting the paint <laughs> and apparently the paint color we have at one point was like the most popular in the united states so it's very easy to come by mm-hmm. um so it's kill em beige and uh but we always we can never remember when we get there like well what is it is it eggshell is it satin finish oh you mean is finish it flat? yeah and so cj looked them all up yeah so we can talk like briefly about the different finishes uh generally there is like matte slash flat through semi-gloss and in the middle there's like satin mm-hmm. and so when you start 
it, it all depends on like how reflective the finish is. Mm-hmm. So a matte finish is going to be not reflective at all. When you shine light like at yeah. an angle or something, you're not going to be able to see light bouncing off of it. Yeah. That's, matte is definitely my favorite finish. Yeah, you like matte things. Mm-hmm. Um, semi-gloss and gloss, when you shine a light at it, it's going to reflect back. Um, but there's a bunch of like trade-offs when you choose a finish right? and you, there's specific finishes that are generally used in certain rooms because of the way that the the walls are used. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I would guess that something Matt is going to absorb and not let you, uh, remove anything that's on it. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. So it's harder. It's much harder to clean. Okay. You cannot clean Matt. And Mm -hmm. when you try to clean it, it just like actually takes the paint off. Yep, that's what I experienced with the crayon. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's easy to touch up because when you paint, it's supposed to be easy. When you Mm -hmm. paint over it with the same color, it's supposed to match really easily. Okay. Um, But it also holds a lot of dirt. That's what I was... Like, it can get really dirty. Yeah. Yeah. When I was touching up areas, um, actually where we have, like, a panel of light switches, Mm -hmm. that gets touched a lot by little kid hands who are trying to reach light switches. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was trying to touch up the crayon there. I could see the difference. Yeah. Because it was dirty. Yep. So, that makes sense to me. Um, Yeah. So, that's that's Matt. And then, satin is kind of in the middle. So, let's just not talk about satin. Okay, ignore it. It's basically in between matte and okay. semi-gloss or gloss. So semi-gloss and gloss are the most reflective. And these are the, um, this is the finish that you generally want to use in like a bathroom or a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Matt, you want to use in like a bedroom or living room because you're, you don't really ever, you shouldn't ever really need to scrub the walls in right. a bathroom or I'm sorry, um, in, in, a, a in a bedroom or mm-hmm. living room, but in the kitchen, mm-hmm. When you got the pasta sauce on, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you're making a, you're making a really creative uh, Mexican dish and this red sauce is flying all over the walls. You want to be able to scrub that off. Same Mm -hmm. thing in the bathroom, you know, toothpaste Mm -hmm. as you're training your five and six year old to, to brush their teeth, their toothpaste flies all over the place and they're popping zits and all kinds of weird things are getting on the walls and the bathrooms and the kitchen. And so you want to be able to scrub that. And so if you have a finish that is glossy and Mm -hmm. that is reflective, it is generally like really durable and really scrubbable. Okay. But the the downside, there's a huge downside. Oh. And that is that anytime you mess up Uh a glossy finished area yeah you can see all the imperfections oh really yeah. so that's interesting. like interesting that's okay yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. okay i also learned because i brought a little sample of the paint mm-hmm. to the paint store thinking that um i mean i already knew what the color was but i was like oh let's see if they can match i don't know i just yeah. brought it oh also because i didn't know if we had flat or satin or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I brought it in, this little teeny tiny like fleck. Yeah. I couldn't even tell <laughs> you how fleck. big it was. <laughs> 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 fleck, I walk in and I was like, hey, I want to get some of this. And he looked at me and he was like, well, I can't color match that tiny little thing. Like, that's just not going to work. And I was like, that's okay. I know it's killing beige, but, you know, trying to cover my tracks. I was like, but I only brought this so you could tell me if it's satin or flat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said just by feeling it, he knew that the, the tiny speck was flat. Flat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how much how much yeah. do you need to bring? So I asked him. I was okay. like, oh, well, out of curiosity, he said that it needs to be larger than a quarter. Okay. 
like a U.S. quarter. U.S. quarter. Okay. I thought they had like a mass spectrometer that they put it in there and it did all this crazy CSI science and spit out like... And I think it takes a while because somebody came in after me and they had, um, you know, when you buy a house and, or whenever you have your walls painted, maybe they give you like a little, um, pint size of the, the paint that they yeah, use. Yeah, it's like touch up or mm-hmm, touch up paint. He had brought that in and it had like frozen or something. Oh. And so it was like this big chunky mess. And he was yeah. like, can you fix it? No, but could <laughs> oh. you like tell me what color this is? Okay. And he said, yeah, it's going to take an hour. An hour? Yeah. Wow. So it's not just a toss it in the machine and they'll tell you from what I could tell. Or maybe it is, but it takes the machine an hour. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. It's not just like an immediate, mm-hmm. it's not like um, uh, a diabetes test or something. Oh, I thing. thought you were going to make a reference to um, the guy on Bones who uses the mass spec all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He just pops know. it in and then he's We like, know nothing about science. We <laughs> right. just watch Grey's Anatomy and Bones. And so yeah. all of a sudden we are like scientists that yeah. know everything about. So <laughs> I I would also like, I'm curious, to, to remove a, a, quarter? A, a quarter amount of paint. Like that's going to take the texture off, isn't it? Is, it is, yeah. And so, of course, you would do it in some inconspicuous spot. Yeah. But still, I wouldn't want a quarter size of no texture on my wall. I know. So then what? You don't buy Where do you pick? Do spackle and texture? I don't know. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That's hmm. a whole project in itself. It so hopefully you don't ever have to do that. Keep track of your paint colors. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, the other thing that's nice about Sherwin-Williams is you put your phone number on file and oh, then... He did not ask me my phone number. What? Mm-hmm. All right. Well... I even said we've been here multiple times. Yeah, okay. So they can look up every single paint that you have ever purchased by your phone number if you do that phone number thing. Mm. And then they can tell you like, oh, here, yeah, in 2007 you bought... That makes sense. 10 gallons of... That's good, because I don't know the name of the paint we used at the other house. Yeah. That's... I mean, I'm banking on them having that database, so... That's true. We should probably write that down. So after we paint, then what? After we paint, we're going to put the baseboards on. Okay. And usually you do that with like a nice finished nailer. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, a nailer. I could borrow my, I guess I could try to see if I can borrow my dad's, but I have these finished screws mm-hmm. that I accidentally purchased for something else <laughs> mm-hmm. that are like really, really, they have like a small, a really small head to them. And so I am going to try that first. I'm going to try to tack down the baseboards with these finish screws. Okay. Then you go back over the screws with caulk and you fill in the gaps with uh, with white caulk and you try to make it look like there was no screw there or nail there. Mm-hmm. And then you seal the top of the baseboard mm-hmm. with another line of caulk. Yep. And then you... Actually, you're supposed to do that before you paint. And then you, you paint like down to that perfect wow. corner. Okay. Yeah. So. So that's what we have to look forward to this week. Yeah. Painting and putting the baseboards back on, and then we'll be done. Then we'll be done with this High project. Five. Yeah. Awesome. Are well, you... we didn't. We did not have a drink with us today. We. I don't have a joke. Do you? Have, I mean, a, a no, quiz. You also sound very tired. I am I tired? <clears throat> or maybe very relaxed? Is I... it because we're sitting on the floor together? Definitely sick for Aww. sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. We had a date night the other night. Um, it was just at home. We didn't go out or anything. We did a puzzle together, mm-hmm. and we did it on the floor, and by we the were end of aching it. by the end of it. <laughs> we are too old to sit on the old, so we... Oh, man. 
Yeah, we it was hard to get up. Well, as of right now, I'm kind of like I don't know if I can get up, so maybe we better end. Yeah, we're gonna t- we're gonna we're gonna call that good. Thank you so much again for joining us on this glorious occasion. Can I say Happy Thanksgiving? Sure, Happy Thanksgiving, folks. Enjoy those turkeys, tryptophan. Yep. See you next week. Yep. All right.